0: Due to the graphic nature of this cult's crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of sexual assault and manipulation that some people may find offensive. We advise caution for children under
1: 13. Michelle Rostand strutted down the streets of Oahu surrounded by an eclectic entourage of people. To a casual observer, he might have looked like a faded movie star, past his prime, But Michel saw himself different.
0: He reveled in his good looks. He confidently made his way past anyone who stopped to gawk. But for the most part, people didn't pay him any mind, just as he intended.
1: After nearly 30 years, he was still confidently in charge of nearly 100 people who knew nothing about his past.
0: Twice now, he dodged an incursion that threatened to bring him down. And both times he'd reinvented himself to come back stronger than ever.
1: However, those threats had come from the outside. Soon enough, a former follower, a member of his inner circle, would lay bare Michelle's ugly truth for all the world to see.
0: Hi, I'm Greg Polson.
1: And I'm Vanessa Richardson.
0: And this is Cults. A Spotify original from Parcast. Every Tuesday, we look at a cult's practices, their leader, and their followers. You can find all episodes of cults and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify.
1: Last week, we followed the early years of a group known as the Buddha Field. Their leader went by many names, but was frequently called the Teacher. We discussed his early teachings in West Hollywood in the 1980s, and why so many young people were drawn into his fold.
0: This week, we'll explore the group's erratic movements as the Buddha field attracted attention from outsiders. We'll follow along as they find new homes in Austin and Hawaii and learn of their leaders' dark secrets. We
2: have all that coming up. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.
0: Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives.
3: From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. Search To Die For in your podcast app to follow the show. In
1: 1992, Michelle Rostand, the leader of Budafield, fled West Hollywood, California, for Austin, Texas. Rustand had grown weary of the prying eyes of Rick Allen Ross, a key figure in cult watchdog circles. Once he arrived in Austin, Michelle
0: changed his name to avoid detection and moved into a house in the suburbs. Now calling himself Andreas, he summoned his followers to join him. He resumed all of the same New Age gatherings he held in California.
1: This included weekly lessons along with weekend nature retreats where Andreas performed Shakti. In this practice, members of the Buddha field believed that Andreas transferred his cosmic energy and knowledge of the universe into them.
0: And Andreas still made his followers report to him once a week for $50 psychotherapy sessions called, quote, cleansings. These acted as confessionals where Andreas could learn everything about his followers.
1: Just as everything else had stayed the same, the more sinister aspects of the Buddha field remained.
0: Andreas had been sexually assaulting one of his followers, 30-year-old Will Allen, since a trip to Hawaii some time ago.
1: The frequency of these encounters during this time is unclear. However, Andreas made Will believe that the sexual experiences were good for his spiritual well-being. Having found acceptance and a home in the Buddha field, will didn't question Andreas's word. And under a command of secrecy from Andreas, Will never told anyone about the abuse. Vanessa is
0: going to take over on the psychology here and throughout the episode. Please note, Vanessa' is not a licensed psychologist or a psychiatrist, but we have done a lot of research for this show,
1: thanks, Greg. Many male survivors of sexual assault stay silent because of fear and a misplaced sense of shame. According to psychologist Romeo Vitelli, not only do males generally under-report these experiences, but in many cases, shame and embarrassment may make them unwilling to admit to themselves that the sexual encounter was unwanted. Further, Andreas's position as God's representative on Earth gave him increased authority over will. In similar cases involving abusive Catholic priests, survivors were often reluctant to come forward because of conflicted faith. In their minds, the priests' actions were ordained by God, who was all-powerful and just.
0: From Will's own accounts, he didn't know what to make of his encounters. But given the power imbalance between the two and Andreas's psychological hold, Will couldn't give meaningful consent.
1: Will sometimes internally questioned Andreas and the Buddha Field, but ultimately he pushed these doubts from his mind. If anything, after the move from California, he seemed more committed to the community than ever. As an act of service for Andreas and the Buddha Field, Will made it his mission to beautify the group's new home in Austin.
0: With help from other members of the Buddha Field, the house slowly transformed into a private oasis and a sort of compound for the group to practice their rituals.
1: They toiled for hours every week until it began to resemble a sanctuary in the heart of Texas. They planted tropical plants, compacted dirt pathways, and even erected an aviary for exotic birds and a wallaby.
0: In addition to providing the labor, Andreas's followers also covered the expenses for these extravagant additions. They had no qualms about parting with their money. After all, he was their spiritual leader, and they owed him the world.
1: Once completed, the Buddha Field likely used this space to entice prospective members to join the fold. It perfectly emblemized the calm and serenity they provided from the outside world.
0: Despite some lingering worries about the cult awareness network in California, Andreas must have felt that the move, the time that had passed, and his identity change would keep the Buddha Field safe. He seemed so confident that he even sent some of his followers out to recruit.
1: While Andreas's end goal was unclear, it appeared that he wanted to keep his Buddha field growing. His followers actively recruited people at yoga and dance studios. The campaign was successful. New people showed up in the Buddha field all the time.
0: he taken everything that worked for him back in West Hollywood and transported it to Austin, where no one knew of his past. Now he could continue with the Buddha field unimpeded.
1: But then in 1993, something terrible happened about a hundred miles north of the Buddha Field that threatened to ruin everything.
0: The siege at Waco captured the attention of the nation. Branch Davidian cult leader David Koresh had built a compound full of religious devotees in Texas.
1: He'd caught the eye of federal authorities on weapons charges, What followed has been well documented. As authorities attempted to enter the compound to serve a search warrant, a firefight ensued. It resulted in a 51-day televised standoff.
0: The conflict concluded when authorities attempted to breach the group's central building. Davidians had sprayed flammable materials throughout the compound. So when an armored vehicle breached one of the outer walls, a fire ignited.
1: Under Koresh's spell, few escaped. In the end, over 75 people, including 25 children, were consumed by the fire.
0: The events shocked the nation and served as a stark reminder that cults were among them. No longer did terrible things only happen in the jungles of Guyana. They could happen in your own backyard.
1: People across the country began paying special attention to the fringe groups that they'd once shrugged off, worried that there was a potential for another Waco.
0: Andreas and the rest of the Buddha Field watched their televisions in horror. While many followers couldn't fathom what they were watching, Andreas seemed more worried about himself.
1: In his mind, it wouldn't take long for authorities to get word of what he was doing only an hour and a half away in Austin.
0: Andreas grew paranoid. The FBI might be watching him already. He feared that after Waco, they would come to crack down on strange religious groups like the Buddha Field.
1: But moving the group again seemed off the table, Everyone had just gotten there, and Andreas knew that forcing them to flee might have been a bridge too far. Instead, in the weeks and months following the Waco siege, the group grew more insular. It soon became less about family and love, and more about keeping Andreas safe.
0: Andreas took the threat so seriously that he started teaching his followers concealing exercises. He made them act out scenarios, like if they were kidnapped by the FBI and interrogated.
1: Members of the Buddha Field bought further into the paranoia. They made up lies on the spot to prove that they could keep Andreas and the group safe if the FBI showed up. Others started lying to the extended families about the move to Austin. Any small leak might have led to the downfall of the Buddha Field.
0: However, as the months passed, it seemed that Andreas's worry was unwarranted. Authorities never came knocking, and Andreas didn't give them much of a reason to. He wasn't involved in gun smuggling or out on public street corners preaching damnation.
1: Paradoxically though, despite the paranoia, the Buddhafield still went about recruiting new members. It's unclear if during this period they were less pronounced or abstained from going to yoga studios to avoid too much attention, but the Buddhafield grew.
0: Andreas had nearly everything he wanted again, now that things had died down in both California and Texas. With that out of the way, he trained his mind toward the future and the elevation of his own image. He was done with just being the teacher. He wanted the adoration of a god.
1: Coming up, Andreas' actions grow more erratic and demanding as he brings the Buddha field to ruin.
3: Hi there, it's Carter from ParCast. If you haven't had a chance to check out the riveting true crime series, Solved Murders, there's no better time to tune in. Throughout the month of August, Solved Murders is featuring four celebrations that took a turn for the deadly in a special series we're calling Party Fowls. From a murder in the New York nightclub scene and the house party gone horribly wrong, to a terrifying evening at the Tate residence and a sex party with sinister results, go deeper inside Four Affairs Remembered for all the wrong reasons. And if you like what you hear with party fouls and want to uncover more of history's most captivating cases, be sure to follow Solved Murders on Spotify. There you'll find a new episode released every Wednesday. Solved Murders is a Spotify original from ParCast. Listen free only on
2: Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details.
1: Now back to the story.
0: After their move to Austin, Texas, the Budafield cult grew more insular. Their leader, Andreas, now in his fifties, craved more and more control over his followers.
1: The atmosphere of the Buddha field was changing, but only incrementally, like a frog in a pot of increasingly hot water. It slowly became less about reaching personal enlightenment and more about how special Andreas was.
0: The group went from worshipping God through Andreas to outright worshipping Andreas himself. The Buddha fields still shared love amongst themselves, but more often than not, Andreas drew everyone to him and soaked up the affection.
1: To gauge loyalty and force more reliance on him, Andreas began limiting what his followers could and couldn't do.
0: To eliminate distractions, he forbade anyone from watching TV, listening to the radio, or even reading. In one case, he yelled at a member for buying a new television, The follower didn't know that he had to ask Andreas ahead of time, or that it was against the rules.
1: Andreas still didn't drive a car and never cooked for himself, but in this new era of the Buddha field, his demanding nature shined bright. By one account, he called followers in the middle of the night and commanded that they come and serve him.
0: In an intense display of arbitrariness, Andreas made a follower get rid of a puppy she bought. He didn't give much of a reason, but that didn't matter. His word was final. She gave the dog up and moved on with her life.
1: But over time, his requests grew dangerous. As Andreas aged, his looks faded. To keep up appearances, Andreas had plastic surgery. On some occasions, he made his followers undergo these procedures first to see how they would turn out. He didn't want to take any chances on his own face.
0: Andreas wasn't the only one getting older. Followers that joined in the early 20s were now in their late 30s. Their wants and
1: needs changed. His older followers were falling in love. They wanted to settle down and have families. But to Andreas, this was one of the biggest sins they could commit.
0: He'd already mandated that sex wasn't beneficial to their spiritual growth, calling it a low-energy activity. So to see followers ignore this, to now want children, likely enraged Andreas.
1: Soon, Andreas forbade them from having children. They were only a further distraction from enlightenment and took away from the focus of the Buddha field.
0: But to Andreas' followers, these weren't just words. In an alarming demonstration of his control, he forced a member of the Buddha field to get an abortion when he found out they were
1: pregnant. While it's easy for those looking in from the outside to question why someone wouldn't just leave such an environment, the answer to that is a bit more complex. Andreas was a source of salvation. Leaving meant accepting damnation.
0: So most followers decided to stay. Their whole lives were wrapped up in the Buddha field, even as the focus of worship switched more and more to praising Andreas.
1: It was also around this time that the Buddha field returned to their ballet lessons. Instead of nuclear families, he gave them a theater family in the Buddha field to focus on.
0: He became adamant that he wanted a stage to perform on. Instead of renting one out, he had his followers build one for him.
1: In 1997, a member bought a piece of land. Then everyone in the Buddha field labored for months as the large structure slowly started taking shape.
0: Instead of being grateful for the free labor and materials, Andreas was a ruthless contractor. He often berated followers if they didn't build something the way he wanted. He even had them tear down an entire wall because he didn't like the way it looked.
1: At times, followers secretly hated him. But most often, they moved past these feelings. They still loved the Buddha Field as a whole. It was their family. They wouldn't give up on it, or Andreas, despite his behavior. The sum of their experiences seemed to offset any recent problems.
0: After over a year of work, the group finished the grand building. It was large enough to hold hundreds of people. They were ready to display their productions to the world.
1: They bought extravagant costumes and created an elaborate set. The members practiced for countless hours to ensure everything was just as Andreas wanted it. The productions looked less like community theater and more like Off-Broadway.
0: Sadly, no one ever saw the performance. Andreas decided that no one outside of the Buddha field could be allowed to witness their art. And since almost every member had a role in the production, the seats in the audience sat empty.
1: They performed their show only once. Andreas took center stage, then he told his followers they would be moving on to a new project.
0: Shortly after, they transitioned from stage to screen. Follower Will Allen had been documenting the activities of the Buddha Field for years. Now, Andreas wanted him to shoot actual films.
1: These ranged from semi-promotional videos about the group to quirky music videos starring Andreas, meant for the entertainment of the Buddha Field he basked in whatever spotlight the Buddha Field dutifully gave him.
0: But his kingdom wasn't built to last. The foundation of control that he felt was rock solid turned out to have been constructed on nothing more than a sandy shore of isolated fear. It would only take one member to speak out about what Andreas was doing in secret to bring the Buddha Field crumbling to the ground. In 2006, a former member sent a damning email to members of the Buddha Field that changed everything. The author claimed that Andreas had been sexually assaulting male members of the Buddha field for years.
1: The email laid out everything that members had only seen peripherally. It called out Andreas' controlling and contradicting behavior. The email said the abuse took place during Andreas' cleansing sessions when members were most vulnerable.
0: Initially, members of the Buddha field were in shock. They couldn't believe these allegations, even if Andreas's actions had become more erratic over the past decade.
1: Some followers even wrote rebuttals. They weren't going to stand for the slander and wanted to protect Andreas.
0: But as the message made its way from inbox to inbox, the chorus of concerns grew. Over time, people's eyes were opened to what was really going on. For 41-year-old Will Allen, the letter said everything he'd already known. He'd suffered under the hands of Andreas for years.
1: Will had suspected that he wasn't Andreas' only victim. Once members finally got together to discuss everything going on, they found that Andreas had been pretty methodical when it came to his abuse.
0: The email was correct that Andreas conducted his abuse during cleansing sessions. First, the young men he assaulted were particularly vulnerable after these sessions because they just talked through emotional past traumas.
1: More practically, because the men were scheduled to come on certain days of the week for their sessions, Andreas could make sure there was no overlap.
0: If they ever spoke up or tried to fight back against his advances, Andreas told them their resistance was tied to an event in their past. He said they weren't really fighting him, but were pushing back against someone else.
1: He insisted that what he was doing was for their own good, for their healing. And after he finished, they were so emotionally compromised that they thanked him and handed him the $50 he charged.
0: This had gone on for years, and now everyone at the Buddha field knew of Andreas's secret. As the information sunk in, those who had been loyal to the cause since the beginning started having doubts.
1: Some privately asked Andreas if the accusations were true. He adamantly denied it, but many were quietly unconvinced. There were too many specifics and too much corroborating chatter for it to be entirely false.
0: Publicly, Andreas loudly fought back against the accusations. He said he hadn't abused any young men and claimed the allegations had to have come from disgruntled former followers.
1: However, as some of the men came forward, one by one, to confirm the accusations, it became harder to ignore what had gone on in secret for over a decade. Sensing
0: there was growing unease, anger boiling over, and a threat to the existence of the Buddha Field, Andreas scheduled a group-wide meeting.
1: Members of the Buddha Field packed into a house, unsure of what would happen. Some hoped that Andreas would have a valid response to the criticism, or have evidence that proved the allegations were false. Others had already made up their minds and were just looking to see Andreas's next move.
0: By most accounts, what occurred next was strange. Andreas wasn't there. Instead, a video screen was pulled down. In the video, Andreas doubled down on his authoritarian control. Without humility, he peered straight into the camera with soulless eyes and denied everything.
1: Around 10 to 20 Buddha Field members got up and left midway through his diatribe. They wanted out.
0: After that night, the majority of members of the Buddha Field had opened their eyes to what had happened to them and those they loved inside of the group. Within a week of the email first circulating, people packed up their things and left.
1: Andreas scrambled to keep as many in the fold as possible. He held another knowing event, the first one in over a decade. Those who remained, who had been labeled unworthy last time around, were granted the secrets of the universe.
0: However, according to one account, the ceremony didn't hold the same weight as before. To many, it felt like a sham. All of the holy energy they thought Andreas had once possessed had faded.
1: Likely sensing the failure of his latest move, Andreas pivoted to an even more drastic tactic. Andreas asked a follower if there was a way they could get rid of dissenters. He wanted revenge.
0: Unfortunately for him, retribution remained out of his grasp. There simply wasn't anything they could do, or anyone loyal enough to pull off a dangerous plan. People were continuing to pour out of the group.
1: Those most devoted to the cause, the ones who had spent nearly the last 20 years with Andreas, were feeling a bit more conflicted. After seeing what had become of their community, many wanted out, but felt guilty about just packing up and leaving Andreas to his own devices. They knew what he was capable of.
0: To them, there was a fear of what Andreas might do next, if left unchecked. So, they gave him an ultimatum. He could leave peacefully and promise not to continue his teachings, or they would expose him by pressing charges.
1: Backed into a wall, Andreas only had one option. Flee.
0: Will Allen still felt a sick sense of loyalty to the man he had served most of his adult life. So, he decided to accompany Andreas and several other Buddha Field members to Hawaii.
1: But if anyone thought time away from the Buddha Field would change anything about Andreas, They were sorely mistaken.
0: Coming up, Andreas lies low for a short time before resurrecting the Buddha Field in Hawaii. Now back to the story.
1: In 2006, Andreas and the Buddha Field were on the run again. After an explosive email threatened to tank the entire group, Andreas packed his things and headed to Hawaii.
0: 42-year-old Will Allen, who suffered for so many years from Andreas' abuse, begrudgingly accompanied him to Oahu. It's unclear if he confronted Andreas about the abuse he and many others experienced. It seems that Will mostly went to Hawaii to make sure that Andreas stayed out of trouble.
1: While Will was there to make sure Andreas stayed put, others were still deeply loyal to him. They either didn't believe the accusations or simply couldn't let go of the Buddha field.
0: Will, though, had no intentions of staying. He left Andreas and the remaining fragments of the Buddha Field behind without saying goodbye. He'd spent his twenties, thirties, and part of his forties under the watchful eye of his teacher. Now, he and everyone else was set free.
1: But the freedom felt foreign. The world was vast and confusing.
0: Will, along with everyone else who left the Buddha Field, were left to pick up the pieces of their lives. They spent the next few years trying to figure out what everything meant, whether their time with Andreas had all been for naught.
1: According to psychiatrists David Hoffman and Paul Hamburg, leaving a cult is often difficult. In their article, Psychotherapy of Cult Members, they wrote, For the cult member who has left a cult, the re-entry into ordinary life is a difficult experience. In many respects the situation resembles that of former hostages, prisoners, exiles, soldiers or those emerging from divorce or the death of a spouse. In each of these instances, the terms of life have drastically altered, and issues of loss, reintegration and transition need to be addressed in order to turn a potentially fragmenting experience into an opportunity for psychological growth. Will and everyone else who had left the Buddha field were going through a radical change that would take time to process.
0: To help digest his experiences, Will decided to make a documentary.
1: When he left the Buddha field, he took over 30 hours of footage with him. He watched through his tapes to piece things together. A few years removed from the Buddha field, he could think about things a bit more clearly.
0: He went on to interview several other former members to get more insight into their experiences. Their memories and thoughts were complicated. On one hand, they had felt a sense of love that was intoxicating. On the other, they'd recognize Andreas's change into a deity and his abuse of young men. Thankfully,
1: everything in the group was behind them. Or that's what they first thought.
0: While making the film, Will heard that Andreas might not have kept his word. He was teaching again. So Will and a few other former members of the Buddha field headed to Hawaii with a camera in tow to see for themselves.
1: When they arrived in Oahu five years after Will left the group, they soon found out where Andreas was staying. From the outside, it looked reminiscent of the compound in Austin. The house was unassuming, but upon closer inspection, all of the hallmarks were there. The backyard was obscured by a security fence, and on the other side was a lush backyard full of tropical plants. Peering
0: over in secret, they saw Andreas walking around with this new group of followers, seemingly fawning over him. For all intents and purposes, it looked like the Buddha field had survived.
1: They left before they could be spotted. After poking around the island more, it seemed that, like before, Andreas had recruited many of his new followers from local yoga studios around town.
0: They also discovered that Andreas had changed his name once again. This time, to Reiji, meaning God-King.
1: It didn't seem that he'd learned anything from his past. If his new name was any indication, he'd only gotten bolder.
0: While in Hawaii, Will and the others followed Reiji and this new group of devotees. They trained their cameras on the group as they gathered at a new place of worship in a strip
1: mall. A devoted group of Reiji's followers surrounded him as he walked to an awaiting chauffeured car.
0: After spending some time at the island gathering information, Will decided it was time to confront the man who'd been such a destructive figure in his life. He knew where he'd be, and he wanted to film the interaction.
1: With a partially overcast sky, Will walked down a beach and spotted Reiji sitting in a large beach chair, surrounded by his followers, just as he used to do in the Buddha field. He sported nothing but stylish shades and a speedo, He looked similar, but noticeably older.
0: His physique had lost much of its luster, and his plastic surgery had become more pronounced with age. Will strode across the sand past the new group of followers before making his way to the man he first knew as Michelle 20 years before.
1: There was no big blow-up or confrontation. The pair hugged and stood silently in front of each other for a moment. Will asked Reggie if he'd been behaving. With a coy smile... Reiji alluded that nothing had changed.
0: It's unclear if this was an admission from Reiji that he'd still been in unwanted sexual relationships with some of his followers. Will didn't ask for clarification. Just seeing Reiji, now close to 70, was enough to bring closure.
1: The hold that had once been over him had disappeared. Instead, all he saw was a sad, silly man standing on the beach trying to hold on to former glory.
0: After that, Will left. It wasn't a Hollywood feel-good story, and there was no moment of sudden justice. Just a period at the end of a sentence.
1: When Will got back home to work on editing his movie, the same thoughts that had plagued him for years returned. He wondered what role the Buddha field had played in his life.
0: The Buddha field was both a place where he could be accepted and loved by a whole community, and a prison of abuse. In the end, the answer was somewhere in between.
1: After years of interviews and tinkering, Will finally finished his movie. By 2016, with backing from CNN, Will was ready to show the rest of the world the secrets of the Buddha Field.
0: Shortly before a festival screening of the film in Honolulu, Hawaii, Will and a journalist from CNN went to track down Reiji for a formal interview. But while trying to find him, they were met with resistance.
1: The members of Reiji's new group were just as loyal as the Buddha Field had been. They didn't appreciate that Will's movie was portraying their group as a cult. They thought the film disparaged Reiji. They categorically denied any allegations of abuse and emphasized the positive effect the group had on their lives. Before things
0: escalated, Will and the journalists left. They tried in vain over the next several days to get in touch with Reiji directly, but they only received a written statement denouncing the movie.
1: Today, Reiji still resides in Hawaii with his followers. They bask in his love while he soaks up the perks of being adored and looked after. He's the center of their universe, the star he always wanted to be. The path to enlightenment goes through him and turns towards ruin. Thanks
0: again for tuning in to Cults. We'll be back next Tuesday with another episode.
1: For more information on the Buddha field, amongst the many sources we used, we found Will Allen's documentary, Holy Hell, extremely helpful to our research.
0: You can find all episodes of Cults and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify.
1: We'll see you next
0: time. Cults is a Spotify original from ParCast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler. Sound design by Russell Nash. With production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Cults was written by Robert Tyler Walker, with writing assistance by Abigail Cannon, fact checking by Amber Hurley, and research by Brian Petrus and Chelsea Wood. Cult stars Greg Polson and Vanessa Richardson.
3: Hi, listeners, it's Carter. Here's a quick reminder to check out the Solved Murders four-part special Party Fowls. Every Wednesday in August, take a closer look at four celebrations that ended in horrific fashion. Follow the Spotify original from ParCast, Solved Murders. Listen free only on Spotify.